Hi there and welcome. You're listening to Animals and Us, Voices of a New Paradigm. My name is Avantika and I'm a researcher exploring animal consciousness, environmental sustainability, and planetary health. I want to help bring animal perspectives to the table and transform our relationship with the natural world. And I'm Barbara. I'm an animal communicator and retired veterinarian. My true passion is exploring the hearts and souls of animals and helping people come to a much deeper understanding of who the animals truly are at their core. This podcast is for anyone who loves animals and nature and has an interest in their own personal and spiritual development. We'll bring you powerful conversations with fascinating people about animal and nature sentience, consciousness, and communication. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey of love, respect, understanding, and care for the fellow beings who share our beautiful Mother Earth with us. Hi, everyone. This is Barbara Shore, one of your podcast co-hosts. And today, as promised in our last episode, I'm going to read you a chapter from my new book, Soul of the Wild, The Wisdom of Elephants. And I chose a chapter, chapter two, how telepathic communication works, because um, it's something that I was curious about, and, and I think a lot of people are, but how does this really work, you know? And the elephants don't necessarily tell us exactly how to do it, but they explain what happens from their perspective. So I'm going to read it for you now. And and this whole book is a series of conversations between me and the consciousness of elephants, the oversoul, if you like, of elephants. And um, they truly have been my spiritual teachers for some time. And uh, I hope you enjoy what they say here. So my question is, my dear elephant friends, can you tell me more about your methods of communication? There are two areas of our communication that captivate people. One is the actual vocalizations, which include our infrasonic sounds. The other is telepathic. Some people think of us as intelligent, sensitive, emotional beings. We are that. But what we refer to in this book goes beyond this. And as you know, it applies to more than only elephants. The language we share with you here is different from the sounds human study. The scientific community is excited about the latter and extremely skeptical about the former. This is as it should be. And I said, why? And the elephant said, because if the scientific community, community were open-minded about all possibilities, the scientific process as it is now might run amok. There would be no structure. Your culture is based on structure. This process needs to proceed slowly. It is easy for people to understand what they can measure as they do with our vocalizations. It is something concrete to which they can relate. However, the language of telepathic communication is not measurable and is another story. It challenges everything most people believe is true or even possible. 
denying the reality of this type of communication keeps people stuck in a paradigm that easily dishonors others. What if all of a sudden everyone on the planet knew that animals think, feel, and speak? What would happen to your infrastructure? It would fall apart. Why? Because people would know that it is absolutely inhumane to treat animals as they're treated today. And I said, but people know that other people have feelings and still there's abuse among humans. They said, you're right. It doesn't stop people from abusing other people. Obviously other humans can think, feel and speak, but there is still violence and abuse in the world. So why would it matter if people knew that animals are the same? Here's why. In the beginning of human history, there was communication on all levels without words. Things were direct, straightforward, and simple. This has changed dramatically. Over time, it became necessary to have more detailed and specific communication as life gradually became more complex, and so language developed. Now there are many languages, each with its own nuances and interpretations, according to the culture in which it is spoken, but basically all verbal human language is similar in its essence. With the advent of this complex system of language came a concurrent dwindling of the awareness of other forms of communication. Body language is not often part of everyday consciousness, especially with the introduction of telephones and computers. Telepathic communication has become obsolete therefore misunderstood and even discounted. We are living in a time in which this form of communication has been mostly unrecognized, except by a few. That is changing. People are realizing that verbal communication, which encompasses written language, is not enough. The missing element is the spiritual component of language and communication. Yes, words can powerfully evoke feelings and concepts. What is even more powerful is to evoke feelings and concepts without words. In this way, you go directly to the source of the thought or feeling. What you do as a writer is to take concepts, ideas, thoughts, and feelings and turn them into language so people can understand what you're trying to say. Someday, this will not be necessary. People will be so familiar with this telepathic way of being that they will not need interpreters. Now they do. We do not demean or belittle what you do. You're far more than a translator. However, this element of what you do with us is important. Why? Because it opens people to their own gifts and their connection with the universe, with higher consciousness, with healing, and with their own inner guidance. And I said, I understand, but what about the original question? Why would people stop mistreating animals if they knew that we are all the same in terms of consciousness? What difference would it make? And they said, yes, the question. Sometimes we get distracted. We cannot guarantee that humans would stop harming animals if they knew we are all the same. But what we're trying to get across to you, dear friend, is that if people actually knew, felt and experienced for themselves that animals are simply another life form, not lesser than or all that different from humans, 
This might evoke a higher conscious awareness of the connectedness of all beings. And when you truly sense this connectedness, you enter spiritual realms where there is no violence or domination. The awareness of unity inherently brings about love for self and others. Abuse and exploitation are not part of this reality. This is what we hope to evoke and those willing to go with us to this level of awareness. And I said, thanks for clarifying. I cannot imagine anything better than a world where all beings lived with love, honor, respect, reverence, and appreciation for one another. From your perspective, this is me asking, how does telepathic communication actually work? And they said, let's start with a premise that there are forces beyond those which human beings can perceive with their five senses. Not everything can be sensed physically or understood mentally. Along with this premise is another, that we are all comprised of energy. It is all pervasive, not limited to physical bodies. It is contained within all things, or we may say, they are contained within it. Energy is everywhere and in everything. Energy is not only on planet Earth. It is in the air and in planets and stars as well. In fact, it is what animates everything in the cosmos. When you as a person meet with someone else, there is an energetic connection between you. This can manifest as an emotion like love, disdain, fear, or trust. Sometimes you sense things without knowing the person and without knowing why. It comes from a different place than your earth-based senses. So what is it that you are feeling in these cases? Some may call it intuition. But where does intuition come from? From our perspective, intuition comes from a sense of knowing that transcends earthly reality, from energy that is beyond conscious awareness. In this sense, it is invisible and perhaps not aligned with what you might consider quote, rational thought. In the same way, there is a part of us, humans and animals alike, that exists beyond conscious physical awareness. This is what we call the soul. It is that part of someone that exists energetically, but not physically. And because it exists in this energy environment, what which some call spirit, it can operate beyond physical laws. In this realm of spirit, there is no time or space as it is perceived on earth. A soul can move about without the restrictions of an earthly body. It exists in a state of freedom, not limited by physical constraints. It can also communicate without impediments, simply through thought and intention. This is what is called telepathic communication. In some cultures, people learned to communicate in this way. It was natural for them and they used it all their lives. This is still true with some indigenous peoples, but it was far more widely accepted years ago. Now in many societies, telepathic communication is perceived as unreal and by some even harmful. Some people are naturally born with this skill. Others learn it later in life. I was someone who learned it later in my life. I think I was always empathic with animals, 
and probably telepathic as well. But I didn't realize it until after I had graduated from veterinary school. I was immersed and educated in a culture that believed that only, quote, real things can be sensed with the five senses and their existence can be proven. In science and medicine, even still, as far as I can tell, double-blind studies are the standard of proof. But telepathic communication is subtle and is sensed energetically, not physically, and mostly it cannot be proven using conventional means. What I now realize is that had I allowed myself to be as empathic as I now am, there's no way I could have survived the things I needed to do in order to have all the experiences I've had with animals. I never could have made it through veterinary school, a veterinary residency, working in zoos and research labs, or being in the field doing wildlife research. Had I known then what I know now, I wouldn't have been able to bear the way animals are often treated by human beings. So in its own way, my ignorance was what granted me the privilege of a life spent with a wide variety of, variety of animals and a host of different environments. Why did I need to do these things after all? Why not just stop? As I understand it now, it was necessary for me to have these experiences and all the knowledge gained from them They've given me a much deeper understanding of and compassion for a wide variety of animals. They've also given me credibility as I have stepped outside the mainstream, speaking on behalf of animals. And the elephant said, yes, we see that. Sometimes we need to do things we may not understand at the time, but are guided to by our souls and higher motivations. It is important to follow those callings. And I said, yes, each person differs in the way they communicate, depending on which abilities are stronger. Some are able to hear, clairaudient. Others see, clairvoyant. Others feel emotions or physical sensations, clairsentient. Certain people smell odors that don't have a physical source, clairalliance. And some just know things, claircognizant without necessarily knowing how. And these are often combined. There are some people who perceive the sensations of animals or other beings in their own bodies. Others communicate through symbols, images, or metaphors. And to some, the messages come through their waking or sleeping dreams. It seems that communication in this way between beings is not only possible, but a natural part of life. It may occur in ways people are not aware of, but they seem to know things they could not otherwise know. It may then be called intuition, synchronicity, coincidence, or even a good guess. But when that person explores what is happening at a deep level, they may see that they communicate telepathically without their conscious knowledge. And the elephant said animals communicate telepathically with one another all the time. We've not taken on human constructs that say this doesn't exist. It is part of our nature. We accept it as such. Humans have lost this ability out of a need to conform to human created rules that deny the existence of that which can't be experienced with the physical senses and awareness. But open and willing people can be taught to override these conditioned beliefs and then communicate telepathically with other beings. 
It is a matter of intent and focus. And then I asked, what about the work I do called animal or interspecies communication with you and others? What really happens? And they said, when we communicate with you far more than words are relayed, we transmit thoughts and feelings, attitudes and perceptions that words cannot describe. Words are important, concepts and ideas are interesting, but what really occurs and what is most impactful is beyond the mind's comprehension. The mind wants to know what the heart and soul already know. We are extremely emotional beings, and so in large part, we live in the realm of the heart. These transmissions, however, go even beyond this realm. As we relay messages to you, we are opening up a new vortex of energy that connects all beings. The words are a vehicle to relay information, and behind the words is an energy of love and deep communion that cannot be expressed through language. To explain this further, when you open up your energy field to communicate with us on this level, and we want to emphasize this level, meaning the one from which this book is written, you experience a loss of individual ego-based identity in order to merge with us energetically. This is why you may see your work as a cone, beginning with you as the base point and extending upward and outward as the cone widens. This cone expands into greater and greater realities until it reaches the level of all that is or universal consciousness. You can then connect with any part of consciousness, from other individuals to smaller, large groups of beings. It is up to you as to where you focus your attention. For instance, you can speak with one of us or to the group of bulls or matriarchs or the group of circus animals or zoo animals, or African or Asian elephants, or the consciousness of elephants as a whole. And you can even go beyond this to call in the consciousness of all animals. There's no limit because energy is infinite. And at this level of communication, you can reach and relate to whomever and whatever you choose. And I said, thank you for this explanation. It helps me better understand what I do, especially when I communicate with an entire species, as I do here with you, dear elephants. And they said love is the driving force that allows this to take place. Love is an energy of expansion and acceptance of allowing all possibilities. However, the energy we speak of goes even beyond what most people think of as love. In the universal sense, Love encompasses all. However, in your human reality, you carry notions about love that have been handed down over centuries and may limit your perspective about genuine love. Love itself is not limited. It is your ideas about love that limit your perception of what is possible and what occurs. When we communicate with you, as we do now, we bypass these limiting ideas. We simply come into your being as you allow us to and relay our sense of what is. You receive it as you are able. Sometimes you are tired or sad, so you're not able to receive as much. At other times, you are wide open. The messages we deliver here are universal. The concepts and ideas, the heart opening, the mind expansion, 
the connection with universal consciousness is not limited to one race, species, or country. What we say here applies to all people everywhere, as well as to all animals and beings on this planet. We call it universal rather than simply global because the principles are universally universal. The applications are global. And I said, I appreciate what you've been saying. And I do have another question. I know that you do not speak in words to me. Can you explain how this works so I can write down in words what you relay to me? And they said, when we interact with you, we are projecting our thoughts, feelings, and ways of being to you and through you. Because you are so deeply connected with us energetically, you receive what we transmit immediately and effortlessly. You feel it in your entire being. You sense our emotions, understand our reality, grasp concepts, and align with us in all ways. Because as human, you interact with others through language, verbal and written, your wonderful brain immediately, automatically reframes the concepts and sensations into words. Sometimes the words flow easily. Sometimes the concepts are difficult to understand at first, so we clarify them. Your own conscious awareness will work with the ideas further until you can express them satisfactorily and appropriately. And sometimes there are no, simply no words that accurately portray what you are receiving. At those times, we ask you to simply be with us and feel the energy pouring through you. Is this enough or do you need something else? We sense there is something more. And I said, this is one of those times when I can't even express what is going on. I feel there is more and I need to know, there's more I need to know, but I don't even know what it is. Maybe you can help me with this and answer the question I'm unable to ask. And they said, yes, we sense your question. It goes far beyond what your conscious mind can allow right now. So it is inaccessible to you, but we will attempt to answer it anyway. For many years now, you've questioned this process and how it works and whether it is authentic. Your mind is strong and you know you have many internal voices. It has been a great challenge to decipher what is what. And since you do not usually see us or hear us in a different voice from your own thoughts, you wonder if our voice is trustworthy and real. And I said, yes, and my insecurities come to the surface. You would think that after all this time, I would not question any longer, but I do. And they said, this is fine. It is what keeps you clearly authentic. If you did not question and just assumed everything you receive is true, you could easily be misled and follow the wrong path. So we are glad you question. Curiosity is a great thing, but too much doubt can be harmful. Sometimes you walk a fine line, but you're getting much clearer about this. So let us respond to your concern. If you look at the world as it is today, you see greed and violence. Consensus reality asks you to buy into a world full of fear, greed, revenge, and many other negative emotions. Doubt and skepticism are part of this reality. The idea of love has become so romanticized to an unrealistic fantasy, often leading to frustration and anger. 
people simply cannot meet their own unrealistic unrealistic expectations set in place by a culture with misguided values. The love you feel for us and from us, particularly because we are not present with you physically, is seen by many as unreal, without any truth or value. Because you've been raised and conditioned in this context, you easily latch onto these ideas. However, we want to say that the love you feel here is as deep and real as anything anyone else can feel for anyone or anything. And because of this love, a gateway is open between our worlds. Love allows you to be merged or blended with us energetically. It is what allows our messages to flow through you. And hopefully the same love will allow and inspire others to commune with us as well. We sense this is what you needed to know, and now there is peace. I did feel peaceful after this. We are glad you were willing to ask, and yet, even though your conscious mind did not want to go here, it is important to acknowledge your own feelings and do whatever is necessary in order to be at peace. And I said, thank you, beloved teachers. It seems you know me better than I know myself. What a great gift you are for me. So that's the chapter. Thank you for listening. And I hope that somehow this can help you in your own journey to listen to elephants and other animals and be more connected, to have that really, really beautiful communion with other beings and to um, and to feel like you know what you know who they are and and your relationship to them a little more and i honestly feel that when you love someone or something the way that i feel about the elephants there's no way you could do harm and that's what i would wish for this world so thank you very much for joining me and now we'll hear a blessing for the animals thank you We'd like to end this podcast by taking just a moment to be quiet. And we give thanks and blessings to these amazing animals that we share our lives with. They give us so much and ask for so little in return. We hope that you can keep the animals and all living beings in your heart and in your mind as you go about your day. Thank you so much for being here with us today.